This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on the Four Faith Weekly Devotional sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in this episode's description. Bishop, this week's devotion you titled Near, and really you're talking about uh, the part in scripture in the Gospel Mark where Jesus is being baptized by John the Baptizer. And, uh, and then you talk about how, well, Mark talks about how Jesus was led into the wilderness by spirit. So I'm curious, just what was on your heart when you wrote this devotion? So, you know, I, like lots of people have been, have been looking at our, what we call our lectionary, which are the appointed lessons for every Sunday for a long time. And, you know, as you change and life changes, different things grab you. I mean, I've, I've probably preached on the first chapter of Mark, I don't know how many times by now in, in over 20 years. But, uh, you know, I'm just so struck by the word near. It just, it, it just um, you know, it, it just popped for me when I read it. And that's how I actually recommend that people read scriptures. Just read along until something grabs you. And then when it grabs you, just sort of go down deep there and, and, and see what what scripture has to say to you about that and, and see what you bring to that notion. And so it just occurred to me that when we're, we're at the beginning of Lent, uh, we're, we're sort of starting a journey together. And it's, it's God's nearness that kicks the whole thing off. And, 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 and what I always want to make the case of with, with the, the privilege of people reading me and people hearing me is, is that I, I want to increase people's facility to talk about God. Right. And and so I want to always be highlighting how God is active, how God is taking up agency, how God is being in particular scripture so that you and I and those who read and listen, whatever, can can feel like they have a a a developing character sketch of the God that they say they love and know. So so I want to talk about how God chooses to be and I want to. Talk about how God chooses, uh, how God chooses to show up those particular ways. So on the way to getting to know who God is, just like getting to know a friend, it's it's through what they do and don't do, what they say and don't say, etc. And so so near, I was so struck uh, struck by near, and I I think also lastly, I think, you know, we're um, we're eleven months into the pandemic, and and it. You know, What's on my heart is is that I, I wonder are people feeling the absence of God now, and 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 so you know fundamentally I'm what am I I'm a pastor and and so what I want to do is is that I want to encourage uh, those who are 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 about to faint or give up or losing their hope or losing their faith I want to encourage them and so this wonderful lesson from Mark gives me an opportunity to say to people that. Uh, that God is near, and this is how God has been near, and and uh, and and you and I can rest in that, even though it doesn't always feel that way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, one of the greatest um, 
quotable quotes that I've heard you say wasn't even on this podcast, Bishop. It was when we were doing a webinar together way, way early in the pandemic. And you said, (laughs) this Lent is the most Lenten-y Lent we've ever Lented. (laughs) Do you remember that? The the Lentiest Lent we've ever Lented, indeed. (laughs) And I think about that because now we're into sort of Lent, Lentiest Lent 2.0 now. Yes. That's my point is... I, I'm kind of dreading it. I'm like, gosh, yeah. do we haven't even really gotten through Lent actually. Um, right. And so this is my point is sometimes when we are in the valley, we forget that spirit has led us there and that God is still here, but we don't feel God or maybe we aren't feeling God, you know, because we can't or not because God's not there. So my question, it's kind of a big one. I think when have you felt closest to God? And when have you felt furthest away? Yeah. Um, I, I have felt far away from God, um, not necessarily in proximity, but I, I felt like I have been in seasons where I have not heard from God, where, where I wondered uh, if my prayers went higher than, the, than, than my head, right? Uh, I have been in seasons in my life when the Bible didn't necessarily speak to me or the prayer book or, uh, you know, those sort of go-tos, those reliables didn't speak to me. Um, I have, uh, and I've also had uh, honeymoons with God on the other side of the, of the ledger. I have had, had um, uh, experiences where I felt like God was right there closer than my synapses, closer than my breath, that, that you know, all I was enveloped and, and, and circled, um, uh, you know, in nature and in, in family or through music, um, you know, all, all of those sorts of things. So, I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm saying when I'm talking about nearness, both about myself and with others, I'm saying this is a relationship. Uh, we're in a relationship with God. And, and and it has features and facets, and and one of those features and facets is is that there is a sense that to which we're going to feel you know intimate and close and enveloped, and like in some other relationships, there are going to be days when it feels like we're not talking the same language and we're we're not connected, and and uh, but the, but the Bible assures us that even in those wilderness times, and this is why I think the first chapter of Mark is so important. Um, Jesus is driven by spirit into wilderness and there in wilderness are wild beasts of the wild things and Satan and the devil. And yet in Mark's version of this story, the angel are, the angels are still his companions in wilderness. And so what, what I want to invite people to think about, uh, is God's particular way to be near and that, and that is sometimes God does God's best work in wilderness. Right. Sometimes we can't we're so distracted and we can't focus when everything is going good. I mean, we pray in the Episcopal Church, Lord, shield the joyous. Right. There's sometimes <laughs> we're so happy and all the happenings are happening. We're just dumb. And, you know, our <laughs> you know, we're, we're you know, you've heard of nose blind. Right. We're, we're not yeah. only nose blind, we're spirit blind. We're just our cup runneth over. We're just gorged on all the good things. And that's great. But, but if we're honest, sometimes what has made our souls is wilderness. 
mm-hmm. and God's particular way to use the bits and pieces of wilderness to make a relationship deeper, better, clearer, more mature. We see this in Jesus. This is the way in which that God chooses to be near. So if we're going to have a relationship with God, we ought to get to know the ways in which God has chosen to be God. And this is why it's important to read scripture for that way. So how is God being God right now to Jesus? Well, he, from the waters of baptism, he gets two things, right? He gets, he gets that uh, you are my beloved, and he gets that I am pleased with you. And that's all he has to go into the wilderness to stand up to the devil. That is the way that God is near to us that you and I have a deep and and resolved sense that we are beloved of God. We are made in God's image, and so is everybody else. But we are beloved. And number two, that somehow, even though I falter, even though I have sins, even though I miss the mark regularly, somehow God is pleased with me. Mm-hmm. And so so those two ways, I mean, so that right there is a teaching series, right? So So... So God is near to me because we have this sort of unreserved, unconditional sense that we are God's beloved and God is pleased with us, right? And that's what we take to to sort of the lightning round, right? Which is phase two, right? Into wilderness. And into wilderness, those two ideas really get tested. And the truth of the matter is, is that life tests those ideas, you know, in our own lives, right? And we also have companions in our, in our wilderness. This is the way that God is near. God is near to us through com- the companionship of other brothers and sisters. And so, so, so I, I think that the, the question really for all of us is, is that uh, how has God been near to us? Like if I were to ask you to show me your spiritual photo album. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> when was God last near to you? And how did that bless you? That's rhetorical, but if you want to answer, you can. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually asking me. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, I'll answer that. Um, I I will always say that I feel God all the time, all the time, and it's in my depths, in my worst times that I feel like God's there, yet I just can't hear God, or I can't see God, or I can't experience God the way I want to experience yeah. God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I've I've never blamed it on God or wondered where God is. I've always just wondered um, why I can't feel or experience God the way I think I should be. So I don't know if that's actually an answer, but I think that's that's, that's such an important point. Uh, that you're making there, which is is that that God is is choosing not to be my valet at any particular uh, <laughs> moment, right? God has decided to not be the God that I want God to be in this moment, and therefore I'm going to say that I'm being neglected or being abandoned by God. I think that 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 is one way to approach the matter. The other way to approach the matter, and again, I sound like a broken record with this. I I'd rather look over 66 books of the Bible and and see what is God's uh, pattern of being near to all kinds of men and women in all kinds of seasons so that I can sort of begin to understand a little bit better the season that I find myself in. Because if we don't do that, right, then we're just sort of like little petulant children. 
well, I'm just going to my room, God, until you decide, you know, <laughs> to be God the way that I want you to be God, to which God is saying, yeah, okay, great, cool, <laughs> right. So, and, and then we see that. We see that in the story of Jonah. That's right. Where jo- Jonah gets, is pissed because God won't be the kind of God that Jonah wants God to be. Yeah. Right. And, and so this is why the scripture is so important, because we can locate ourselves in these stories of real, real world men and women. And then we can we can take a look at how God has chosen you know, to, to be God. What I like uh, is, is that, you know, God's way to be near is is often not to eradicate hardship. That's right but to use hardships that we find ourselves in. And so I guess when I talk about God feeling near to me, I guess what I have come to in my life and journey is, is that I feel like I'm never friendless. I'm never friendless. Right. And that's on the hard days, especially I feel like I'm never friendless. In other words, I feel like God is always there reaching out, trying to be friend to me. And I feel like that I also have as a resource the people who are friends of God are my friends, whether I know them uh, deeply or intimately or not. I feel like that is a resource that is out there as well. And so when you when you go down that road, you the world becomes less lonely. That's right. All right, friends. Well, we'll be back with four people after a short break. What questions are on your heart? this season of Lent. Bishop Wright is embarking on a new series, Five Lenten Questions, to respond to questions asked by our listeners. These questions are centered on the themes of self-examination, when God is silent, building beloved community, bearing witness to truth, and towards joy. Each Wednesday of Lent and on Good Friday, there will be a new video and a reflection guide for use on your own or in a group. You can join us by following Bishop Wright on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Bishop, you were talking a lot about um, feeling God near. And um, one of our favorite, and I know it's our, because I know you respect him deeply too. One of our favorite theologians is Walter Brueggemann. And Walter Brueggemann talks about disorientation a lot. And, And by that really weird word, it's, it's the valley times. It's when we're feeling separated from God and we're going through this like churning time in order to then come out and reorient ourselves. One of the things that he said was, or I'm summarizing crudely, is that when we're in disorientation or when we recognize others in disorientation, it's better to just be with that person rather than beat them over the head with something. Yeah, that's right. And so what do we do when we're in seasons, like a group season, like we're all in this season of disorientation because of pandemic? What do we do for one another? Or are there tips or tricks that you you might have for us? <laughs> no, no tips or tricks. But I, I, I will say that I think um, one of the one of the most, you know, sort of uh, uh, vexing part of uh, of of COVID and its disorientation is, is that somehow we feel like we're entitled to never be disoriented. Mm. Right. I mean, there are, uh, you know, billions of God's children all over the world who their regular fare every day 
in wherever they live in the world is disorientation, instability, food instability, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think one of the things that might help us is a dash of humility here, right? So, so who are we uh, not to be disoriented, right? Who are we uh, not to have hardship? I mean, I don't relish the opportunity to have all of this, but I'm just saying, let's start at the beginning, right? We understand that life has vicissitudes, and while this is an extraordinary one uh, or series of ones, you know, life has hardships. And so I just want to accept that. And so one of the things about an upper middle class bubble is you get to the place where you feel like you can take all the volatility out of life. Right. Or the majority of it. And, 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 and you know, uh, I'm not sure that's actually true. I mean, it's a beautiful delusion, but it's not actually true. And so the fact of the matter is, is that. Uh, perhaps we were a little pudgy and a little soft sitting on our, you know, our couches when this disorientation hit us. And now we've been we've been invited off our couch and to, you know, to use some muscles perhaps that we haven't used in terms of faith. And that is, how do I partner with God in hardship? How is God near to me, near with us all in hardship? And so I think I think this is an opportunity. So, I mean, you know, the, the, the Muslims, uh, when 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 a beggar approaches them. They thank the beggar because the beggar jars them back into who they're supposed to be, which is generous, right? So in some, some ways, disorientation and hardship are jarring us back into who we are actually supposed to be, which is the people who can believe in season and out of season. We can believe in abundance and we can believe in scarcity, right? Uh, and so I would say, let's let's start there. Let's get over that. We are not entitled to a hardship-free life, right? And while this is a great country, a country I, I was proud to wear the uniform and serve, uh, this is a country like other countries in the world. And we have been spared a lot of volatility in comparison to lots of other countries. And so now, apparently, it's our season, right? And so what I hope that pulls out of us is real greatness, Real greatness, which is the, a, a radical commitment to being good, being good to one another, being good to those who are least fortunate, being good to people on the margins, being good to those uh, for whom housing is not a settled matter, right? For whom justice is not a settled matter, uh, for whom a fair shake from the police is not a settled matter, right? So perhaps this will, this will do, this season that we find ourselves in, what will we'll, might do for some of us is compel us to think about how the two thirds world lives regularly mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of humility for us. And, and perhaps even beyond that, maybe uh, out of this ordeal and disorientation, because that's what happens in scripture so often is that our hearts get softened in disorientation and hardship towards neighbor. And then uh, beyond that, we take a new path. Perhaps we become more generous. Perhaps we become more neighbor-oriented and affiliated. Perhaps for some of us, we even change jobs because we get a glimpse of what really matters in hardship and disorientation, and now we want to follow another star, right? So, so, so from me, you'll get someone who will listen to people talk about disorientation and hardship, but I feel like what, what can happen with disorientation and hardship is so redeeming. That, that I am not one of those who sort of, you know, uh, gets, gets down into a, a wallowing kind of situation. 
I see it as the raw material of new faithfulness to God. Hmm. So <laughs> I'm thinking of the word lean in. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of the word fortify and, uh, and get to work. So I, I don't even know how to pose the next question. I'm just curious if you can wrap it all up for us. What would you have us do or what would you have us be in this time of disorientation and Lent? Yeah. Well, I, I'd say forget about, forget me. I, I think that, it, you know, maybe we start with the meditation for today, which is Mark, the first chapter. And, and how I finished that meditation was uh, I sure hope that what is driving us is God's nearness. Right. So I, I think where I'd start is, is that how has God been near to us? I think that's the catalytic question, right? How has how have you experienced mercy? How have you experienced provision? How have you experienced encouragement? How have you experienced companionship? Those sorts of things. And I think what it seems like the biblical pattern is, is that, is that being gorged on those things from God through spirit, through people, that you and I turn it now outward facing. And so I think that right now, this hardship, this disorientation called COVID-19 has presented us with the ideal situations and circumstances to be the Christians we never thought we could be, but perhaps always wanted to be. I think, I think, I think, I think this, we have the perfect precondition, right, to actually um, enjoy the soul with its length and breadth and depth that God has given us and, and let it be about more than ourselves. So in this Lent, what I'm inviting people to is not only self-examination, reflection, and repentance, which are the staples of Lent, right, on our way to a new and revitalized relationship with God. I'm asking people not so much about giving up anything. I'm saying, even given the limitations of, of COVID, how can you tend to neighbor? Not fix the world. How can you tend to neighbor? Whose door can you knock on and leave a package outside of? Right? Who, who can you write and encourage? Uh, who can you send some dollars who are struggling? Right? I mean, those sorts of things. I think now is the time for us to decide that we have to be good to each other. And then I trust people to figure out what good means for them, the good that they can do. You know, um, I'm, I'm mindful of John Lewis. John Lewis says we ought to get in some good trouble. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's not just always railing against the system, right? I, mm -hmm. I think sometimes the good trouble is, is that using a couple hours in a day to take care of somebody else in some small way that says we're all connected. I think that this is what God's nearness to us is. And I think that this is what God would have us to model in the world. Great. Well, Bishop, thank you. Thank you listeners for listening to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.